With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Jimmy Ward in the end zone. Game over. Houston wins it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Oh, Russ, where does he end up? You want to talk about quarterbacks looking for homes and teams looking for quarterbacks? Where does Russell Wilson end up? It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. In an hour from now, we wrap up the show with our lightning bets. Anything we want to add to our Super Bowl 58 cards as it's now three days away. And any bets for tonight's action as well. 20 minutes from now, Jason Logan of Covers.com and the Sharp 600 will join us to talk all kinds of props for Super Bowl 58, including the novelty stuff that we drafted earlier, like how many songs during the halftime show? There's a good number on that out there. What's the opener? What's the closer? Uh, So much to get into with Jason in 20 minutes, but we've done the NFL year in review for the last two weeks, division by division, and we're down to our last division, guys. AFC West, Aaron, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. We've got Two new coaches, right? We've got Antonio Pierce taking over in Vegas, but having a little bit of a foundation laid, being the interim for the second half of the year. we got Harbaugh in L.A. we got Sean Payton, like I mentioned, trying to figure out his quarterback position in Denver. And then you've got the Chiefs, who are looking at a possible third ring in five years. Once again, after – I remember two off-seasons ago when Russ first went to Denver – So many people, myself included, talked about how stacked the AFC West was going to be. What a deep division this was. And now here we are two years later, and it kind of feels like we're back to the Chiefs and everybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do expect that to be different this year. We've talked about Jim Harbaugh and, you know, even when he was with the Niners, how he took that team and they, you know, significantly increased their win total the next year. And that's a team where you don't have to worry about who the quarterback is going to be with the Chargers. So I certainly expect them to have much more than five wins. As for the Broncos, though, I I don't think they'll have quite as big of a jump, especially since you don't really know who the quarterback is going to be, which is obviously very important. And same with the Raiders. Like, they certainly overachieved. Now you got... Antonio Pierce there again. I expect them to be around what they did, maybe one or two more wins, more or less. Um, I don't expect a lot from the Raiders. So I think it'll probably be the Chargers and the Chiefs next year at the top, Joe. Two things really stood out in the division this season and going into next year. Uh, From a betting perspective, holy cow, did the betting market nail this division? 
Of course, it's easy to make the Chiefs a big favorite. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the win total. Kansas City win total. They went under, guys. Under 11 and a half with 11 wins. Vegas goes over because of the strong finish, strongish finish with Antonio Pierce. Over seven and a half, you know, right there at eight. Denver goes under eight and a half with eight. Those three all by a half, by the hook. They nailed this division. And then there's the Chargers. Everybody told me before the season they were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, all the analytics fans and uh, their win total of nine and a half does not come close. And they end up with five wins. But, you know, you have you have the injury to the quarterback. But even without that, they were not going over that number of nine and a half. Like when you looked at where they were um, when Herbert goes down, they were five and seven still. And then with Easton Stick, they lost those last five games. So it probably looks worse than it is, but they had injuries everywhere, everywhere across the board. It's, it's strange to do this with KC though, before um, their last game of the season, but you know, they've got impactful players that I'm not sure that they're going to be able to bring back. Chris Jones isn't as strong, you know, he's past his prime, but like, they're going to feel that that's going to be a big loss when he moves on. That's the expectation. Their left tackle, Donovan Smith, is a free agent. Kelsey rumors. I think he returns, but who knows? We've seen some shocking retirements this offseason, NFL and college. So um, KC, there's going to be some big moves, but yeah, I mean, they've lost a lot the last few years and there's, and they're still in the yeah. Super Bowl here. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're still an 11 and a half win team next year. Like I, I don't, I, yeah. You, yeah. You, you point out they came under just by the hook. I think that number's accurate again, because they've done a great job of replenishing the talent on the defensive side of the ball. Carl Loftus is there now Sneed. Um, so they're prepared, I think for some of those departures, at least on the defensive side of the ball, the rest of the division though, I think ends up probably coming in right around the same as they did like seven and a half, eight and a half, right? Like Den- yeah. Vegas, I'd probably put it seven and a half. I think there will be some regression because it, they don't have a quarterback or we don't know who it's going to be anyway. Maybe that changes once the quarterback position gets settled um, because you do have Devontae Adams to throw the ball to. But Denver, I think, is a seven and a half until they figure out their quarterback situation at best. And the Chargers are probably an eight and a half because you have to show me oh. that. I, what do you think they are? Chargers. I get what you're saying. They were in last place, but I, I throw out those last five games because what is Easton? Right. I don't. I don't know right. what that is. So, um, so let's say a healthy Herbert go w- w- goes three and two in those games, right? It's let's a say... massive upgrade at at coach. Oh, massive, massive. massive. And it was nine and a half with Staley. So, is it going to be eight and a half? Who's who's going to have the second highest? You think Vegas and Denver are going to have a, a higher win total than Chargers? I do not. I, that's, I think Chiefs then Chargers. I mean, Chargers, yep. but I, I, I don't think if you it, it's no more than nine and a half max. And that no, is, no, that no. includes that, no. I mean everything that like a perfect offseason, right? And you're still yeah. putting a lot of faith, Aaron, in them finally that Harbaugh's gonna walk in and and automatically figure out a defense that Staley wasn't able to figure out for the last two years. Yeah, it's just it's tough to figure out that win total with five wins uh, because nine and a half is a massive jump, but they don't have the quarterback issues. And now with a really good head coach in place, you've got to think they get there. If the the Raiders can have eight wins last year, the Chargers can have 10. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, people expect them to go to the playoffs. I'm one of them this year. That'll be have to be a quick turnaround, but I think nine and a half will end up being the number. You know, the other the other key point with this division, I'm worried this has the feels of see, you can't let the players pick the coach. That's the perception of what the Raiders did. And the the other side of that is, is it Antonio Pierce's fault? No, if it goes poorly. Because he's also going against Andy Reid, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh six times, and those are the teams you're chasing in the division. Like, these guys are Super Bowl coaches. I, I, I was rooting for Pierce. I was hoping he was going to get the job. But, man, now when you look how everything shook out in that division, that's tough with, with all that other, experience yeah. and that winning on their side. And you're putting the offense in the hands of Luke Getze, who didn't exactly oh, light the God. world on fire. Um, you can Awful. speak to that personally, Joe, uh, in Chicago. Like, I mean, we just talked about it. We were talking about fields during the break and the idea of cousins and where he lands and, and how it relates to the Steelers, for example, and other teams looking for quarterbacks. And like, I, I have a hard time believing that Justin Fields is as bad as he looked at times or is I get not even bad, just as mid, as average as he looked at times last year yeah. under Luke Getze. Like I put a lot of that on Getze, who has has he seen any great level of success when he's been detached from Aaron Rodgers? No. No, he hasn't. And he had a number one receiver here, DJ Moore, who's legit. Mm-hmm. Like there were pieces. They had a great run game as well, but couldn't figure things out on offense. You know. Denver is just a team that I find as confounding as any. Like, I don't know where they are. I don't know if the arrow is pointed up. And part of that's the quarterback, but also the other pieces around the quarterback. Like, I'm just, I, okay, eight, nine. That makes sense to me. Point differential, negative 56. Remember that a lot of that was because of the game when they got destroyed early in the season. But I just don't know where the Denver Broncos stand. If I'm a a fan of that team, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel. Like, okay, I feel all right with Sean Payton, but I don't know what direction we're going. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, a lot of question marks there as well. Uh, I, gosh, is it going to be seven and a half their win total? What do you guys think? Probably, right? That's where I would land, I think. Makes sense, because Chargers are supposed to take some wins from the division, right? Chargers go up. Um, Chiefs probably stay. Vegas was seven and a half. They get eight wins. They probably stay the same. So, yeah, Yeah. I think you'd maybe make Vegas and Denver the same. Yeah, eight and a half-ish. Seven and a half, eight and a half, depending on, again, on how the rest of the offseason shakes out. The problem with with Denver is, to your point, Joe, like, it's a bunch of second tier, and I don't mean bad, but, like, there's no, like, Jerry Judy's good, very good at times, right? Same could be said for Cortland Sutton in the red zone, right? Um, He makes big plays. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But Judy, Sutton, Mims, those are little Jordan Humphrey. Those are like all wide receiver twos and threes. There's there's not a, a wide receiver one on that roster. Same thing could be said. I love Javante Williams. Like I think he's capable of big, huge games, but it doesn't happen regularly or consistently enough. Again, maybe that's on the coaching and the offense and the quarterback, and that'll change once the the OC and the quarterback change. But I, I mean, that's not enough to – there's no breakout offensive star on that roster in Denver. It, it did feel like they figured things out on the defensive side. After the first yeah. half of the season or around there, like maybe month and a half in, then, I mean, it just normalized because there was no way they were going to keep that all-time worst defense pace. I mean, that's where they were going, you know? Uh, so they're just, they're not playoff contention either. Like they're closer to the bottom than the top. And, but I, yeah, I want to, Sean Payton's now second well, year. I don't think that's what people were expecting there. I want to see what they do at quarterback, Aaron. If they, if they do something smart at quarterback that can steal them an extra win, a nine and eight team can get in as a wild card, depending on how the rest of the AFC falls. But it's not like you expect them to, to make any kind of great run. It's going to be tough. It seems like they just have a lot of work to do. But yeah, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they get lucky at quarterback. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Ready for the final hour of the show as we're now just three days away from Super Bowl 58. Lightning bets on the way. Got to touch on what happened in hoops last night with the NBA trade deadline coming down later today as well. But up next, Jason Logan's Super Bowl bets, including those novelty props on the halftime show. And Aaron wants to know what the odds are on a shirtless usher. That's next on BetQL Daily.